0: across the field podcast is brought to you by Stoller shine detailing TNT Springer landscaping sin rock engraving
1: sisters embroidery and more and Antoine automotive looking for a high quality detailing service check out Stolar shine detailing located on the outskirts of Paulding Stoller shine detailing has a variety of options for interior exterior detailing whether your ride is new used or abused, Stoller Shine Detailing strives for highest quality results and treat each vehicle as their own. To schedule an appointment, go to StollerShineDetailing.com or contact owner and operator Logan Stoller at 419-770-1042. Check out Stoller Shine Detailing on Facebook. Does your landscaping need an upgrade this year? Look no further than TNT Springer Landscaping. They specialize in mulch, rock, trim redesign, and much more. For your next landscaping project, choose TNT Springer Landscaping. Contact Tony Springer at 419-910-0742 to make your landscaping vision a reality.
0: Are you wanting to put that finishing touch on your landscaping to set it apart from the rest? Or maybe you just need a gift idea for that hard-to-buy-for person in your life? Give Blake and Tiffany a call with Sin Rock Engraving. They offer custom engraved rocks that will be one of a kind. They will walk you through the process of picking out your rock and customizing it with anything from names, addresses, businesses, or images of your choice. Give them a call at 419-796-9897 or check them out on Facebook. Sin rock engraving, 419-796-9897. Welcome back to another episode of Across the Field. The whole gang's here. Double B, PB, Brady, and we're joined by Corey Adams, who is the winner of last week's picks. Corey, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you, B? Not too bad. Uh, Brady, how's it going with you? How did that fantasy draft go? This is about your third one this week, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I'm in way too many, but uh, it it went well. I'm not super excited about the team I just drafted, but not super disappointed either. Um, I, I actually have a funny story for you guys. Um, Well, kind of funny, kind of not funny. But we recorded, it was Sunday night, we did that Ohio State episode, and I woke up Monday, I kind of was felt like I was losing my voice a little bit when we came on Sunday night, I was a little hoarse. And then Monday I woke up and I had absolutely no voice all day Monday for like 24 hours, and I think it was because you guys had me all worked up about Ohio State football. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad your voice is back
2: because I uh, know. Yeah. Get back. Not
0: only do not only do we need you tonight, but we need you on the call for
2: MySports.Live live on Friday. I know. I was worried, but finally today sounded a little better. So good deal.
1: Peyton, how's it going? It's it's going. Uh got college football tomorrow. It, buckeyes in two days. Let's go. Or three days. Three days.
0: Fired up, ready for it. Feels like two days because we're recording so late here on Wednesday night. But Exactly. That's all right. Let's get into it. Um Guys, anything notable from last week as far as uh, high school or college goes that really stands out to
2: you? You know, I think the biggest thing, if you had to say one game last week that really caught the area by surprise and we were just talking about it before we came on here, but was defiance beating Walpa. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. I think everyone thought defiance was going to be good coming into the year but I still think Walpock was pretty heavy favorites in the WBL. And now defiance kind of looks like the favorite, but they're going to have a big test this week at St. Mary's, which I know they've started zero and two, but uh, that's just, I think that's a big game on the road for them. Their first road game uh, for, for defiance this week. So interested to see how that goes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How they handle the, you know, winning a, a emotional game at home, how do they go on the road against St. Mary's? uh we talked about the defiance wallpaw game last week fellas and if if defiance take the next step would have been to beat Walpock. and none of us really did think or the area didn't think that would happen but it did and travis cooper i don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to him a couple times but he's an electric uh interviewer and uh he's been in a couple uh coaches clinics that i've got a chance to listen to he's pretty impressive guys
0: yeah he's he's pretty good he's pretty good.
3: Um... I will say that. Corey, you have anything from last week that really stood out to you? Uh, Went and seen uh, Coach Inchelman's 250th win last week. I thought that was a nice thing for him to achieve in his illustrious career. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. So, go ahead, if you want to, talk about that game a little bit. You were there, Wayne Trace and, and Patrick Henry. Yeah, it seemed like Patrick Henry, you know, obviously had something to play for, and that was all the ammunition they needed for the night. Uh, they came out you know, ready to go and uh, it seems you know as you know as they get into the second half, they start tailoring in you know their younger guys quicker. I don't know if that's uh, setting them up for later season since we had that extra week now uh, setting those up for their guys who uh, maybe to prevent an injury or prevent fatigue later on, but it seems like they played younger guys as the night went on and they definitely weren't in control all night even when they put the younger guys in but a valiant effort by the Wayne Trace squad, honestly. I mean, they stopped the run well. I thought it was more so the passing game and the big plays that really took Patrick Henry over the top there. All right. Peyton, you and I were uh, down at Spencerville,
1: watched
0: Paulding in Spencerville. What was your biggest takeaway from that game?
1: I thought, again, like the big play, Corey just alluded to about the Patrick Henry and Wayne Trace game. The big play, really, uh, that first quarter – first quarter and a half spencerville really controlled the game uh but after that Paulding really there's a lot of opportunities on the field that they just left out there uh what comes to mind is that drive right before halftime they have the ball inside the five and don't find a way to score and then coming out of half they move the ball right down the field and a turnover it's just they just kept shooting themselves in the foot and can't win a football game having six turnovers and i know a couple of them were late trying to force things you know just trying to find a way to call back into the game but uh i tell you what those spencerville kids had to be hurting i was very impressed with kobe four and jack woods after they got settled in after that first quarter from the linebacker position so you know a lot of room to improve here for week three Yep,
0: I'll agree with everything you said. I don't really need to spend much time repeating what you just said. And um, Spencerville, you know, a young team, don't really know what to think about them. They've come out playing pretty well the first two games.
1: Yeah, two two and zero, oh, and uh, the, there's so many question marks in the NWC. So you could see them right in the middle of the pack, probably in the in the NWC. Yeah, I would not be shocked at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another game, guys, I did want to touch on last week that really kind of jumped out to me, and I I picked it correct just because I didn't want to bet against them. Um, Liberty Benton, Columbus Grove. Grove got the job done um, 24 to 13, I believe. Uh, That that kind of shocked me a little bit. Um, I thought that would kind of go down to the wire, but credit Andy Schaefer and the boys for kind of holding Liberty Benton to 13 points and taking control of that game.
2: Yeah, that's a big win for Grove, and uh, one of my former housemates uh, from college, he was on Grove's staff the past couple years. He's not this year, but he still keeps in pretty close contact with those guys, and he told me that week one was a real disappointment for them, but they still view themselves as contenders for the Northwest Conference, and so a big bounce-back win for them.
1: Sets up a massive showdown in Hamler, Ohio this weekend. The, sure. Grove, the Grove Bulldogs and Patrick Henry.
0: Sure does, and we'll get to that here a little bit later. Um, speaking of the Northwest Conference, those guys, and and Pandora-Gilboa knocking off Grove week one, um, Bluffton getting a win over PG Friday night 28-21, I thought that was pretty impressive as well.
2: Don't know a lot about Bluffton, but I know that they are also kind of moving themselves up towards the top of the Northwest Conference by the
1: sounds and the looks of things. Yep, I think we'll learn more about Bluffton after they play Ayersville this week. Agree. Agree. All
0: right. That's pretty much the week two recap of the high school slate. Uh, You know, Brett, Brett,
2: Brett, one more thing I will say about week two. Um, Antwerp went up to Eden and – Uh, My dad covered that game, and that was a game that was 24-24. to Eden was hanging right in there with them, but then ultimately the archers able to flex their muscles enough to pull away with that one and uh, get the continuous clock rolling. So I do think that was an impressive win for Antwerp. I
0: agree. I agree. Anything else you guys want to add before we move on?
1: I'm good.
2: The the only other thing I'll say, just to talk about Corey said, um, congratulations to Coach Inselman at PH for getting his 250th win. You will not find a better person than Coach I in high school athletics. And he's one of those guys that where if you hear someone say that they don't like him for whatever reason, it's probably one of those deals where they don't like him because he wins all the time and he's probably yeah. beat their team or beat them in high school because he is a great person and a great football coach. And everybody's talking about, LC and Archibald you know, up there and, and deservingly so, but PH, uh, don't sleep on them because they have a really talented group again.
0: I would agree with that
3: 100%. I think Peyton and Corey would as well. Oh, yeah. Nash Meyer, really, really good behind center.
1: Nash Meyer, I want to take it a step further. That offensive line, uh, so, so good. Uh, one of the best that they've had, I've, I've heard from hamler and so uh, i could attest to what you said about coach i brady Uh, i got a chance to meet him a couple weeks ago actually and you know class uh class act dude i mean first class everything over there at ph for sure
0: brady one more thing before we move on i know i texted you about it but uh one of my very good friends wanted me to to give you a little bit of flack for uh picking against them
2: i know i know and I, you know, I I always just like to pick Mac teams, especially in these non-league <laughs> games. And I I wasn't giving Archibald enough credit, so my apologies to Coach Baxter.
0: <laughs> he, t- I told you this guy, he goes to bed early, and when he was texting me at twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning, I could tell he was still jacked up. So oh. I had had to relay that message to you.
2: Well, I'll be I'll be picking the blue streaks from now on. You better believe.
0: <laughs> guys, before we move on and get into the picks, I did want to mention um, prayers and condolences to Eric Becker and his family as his wife. Um, Amber passed away Sunday morning, I believe. And uh, so we just want to keep the whole entire Becker family and thoughts and prayers and uh, just, just let them know we're thinking about them. And if you guys want to add anything, you can as well.
2: Um, yeah, just sounds like a really unfortunate situation, and so definitely keeping them in our thoughts and prayers.
0: Let's get into it, guys. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. All right. Week three of the high school football slate and officially week one of college football. And Let's start there, guys. Let's start with college football. Uh, before we get into that, let's go over our overall records. Um, Corey won last week with 17 wins, blew everybody away. Um, he got me by one, I guess I had said, Brady had 15, Peyton had 13. And so for overall on the year, I am 31 and five Brady's 28 and eight and Peyton is 27 and nine. So there's the records. I'm not going to go through everybody, but, uh, um, Corey just started playing last week and he ended up winning. Look at there.
3: Beginners luck. Beginners luck boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into the college football as i mentioned and
0: uh we'll start with florida utah thursday night number 14 utah Peyton, what's the details on this game
1: well uh, i've seen cam risings out uh utah still favored by four and a half the over under is 44 and a half out in salt lake city on espn
0: i'll go ahead and start um Man, I, I tossed this one back and forth to begin with. And then when, when Cam Rising, I saw he wasn't going to play just a little bit ago, um, that really made me start thinking about things because it sounds like Utah could go with a kind of a two quarterback system uh, for what I was hearing earlier. So I think I'm going to take Florida on the job done.
2: I'm taking Florida as well, and not only because Cam Rising is out, which is really sad, by the way, because he's one of those guys that you just love watching play college football. But Florida, yes, they lose Anthony Richardson. Graham Mertz will be their quarterback, but he's an experienced guy. We've seen him at Wisconsin, and so not nearly as explosive as Anthony Richardson, but still experienced, and Florida very deep defensively this year. So I'm taking the Gators.
3: Yeah, I was Utah all the way, all day today, got to a time where I could look, saw rising was down, immediately flipped, I'm taking Napier and the Florida Gators.
1: What would Coach Corso say, boys, not so fast? I was was a Utah Ute last year, and when they knocked off USC, so the Buckeyes can get in the playoffs, so guess what, Coach Whittingham, I'm right back on your side, so give me the Utes. (laughs)
0: all right next game also thursday night uh we got nebraska traveling to minnesota to take on the golden gophers
1: yeah brett up in minnesota let me get the line here real quick up in minnesota the the golden gophers are favored by seven over unders 43 on fox gus gus and joel back in the booth for it,
0: that'll be. I'll, I'll have the uh sound bar on full blast, boys, tomorrow night. Um, I tell you what, I, I go back and forth on this one too, but I think I'm gonna take the road team again. I'm gonna take the cornhuskers here. Matt
2: Rule gets the job done. I'm going gophers at home.
3: I'm gonna go with uh Nebraska. I think the rule era is going to start. I think he's going to be better than what P.J. Fleck is. I don't think P.J. Fleck is a bad coach necessarily. I just think Nebraska is going to be quicker to get going under rule than what Fleck has kind of let Minnesota more so kind of just average
1: out. Throw the boat. Go Gophers.
0: Gophers, huh? Yep. All right, so we're split there. Uh, next game is Friday at 730 Louisville, Georgia Tech. Uh,
1: Louisville's favored by seven and a half over under 48 and a
0: half. Uh, I'm going to take the road team again. I'm going Louisville on the road.
2: I'm going to take Louisville also. Don't like that. They're going to have a new quarterback having to replace Malik Cunningham, but uh, I still think Louisville is able to get it done.
3: Yeah, I'll go with Louisville as well. I mean, just uh new coach, obviously, for both sides here, I believe. But I'm going to go with Louisville.
1: Yeah, I'm picking the Cardinals as well. The Jeff Brom era starts 1-0 and in Louisville.
0: Jeff Brom getting the job done. And then Friday night late on uh, CBS Sports Network, I believe, 11 o'clock, Stanford at Hawaii.
1: Boy, I want to know how many TV ratings this thing gets. Zero. Uh, Stanford's favored by three and a half over is 57 and a half. Hey, you
0: know, when I pick these games, I look to see what the line is. That's how I came up with it. I'm probably not going to watch it either or might start off watching it, and that'll be about the end of it. So uh, just because I'm going to take the home team, give me Hawaii.
2: Uh, Just another note on the line for this game, Hawaii did open at plus seven. It's now down to that three and a half, like you mentioned. And I like that Hawaii has a game under their belt, even though they lost last week. So I will also take Hawaii.
3: I'm going with Stanford. Okay. Precedent set Stanford, even, even with no more David Shaw, I still think they're going to be the better team here.
1: Boys, I'm flipping a coin. Head to tail, Stanford lands on tails. Give me Stanford.
0: <laughs> All right, split there. All right, let's move into Saturday, uh, college football Saturday. Boys can't wait for it. Yep. <laughs> this will be a doozy. <laughs> Fresno State at Purdue.
1: Oh, Purdue's favored by three and a half. Over unders forty-seven and a half. I'm looking at the under. <laughs>
0: Boiler up.
2: That's who I got. I'll take Purdue at home, I guess. We'll go Purdue.
3: (laughs) I guess if I got to pick one, I'll stay with the Big Ten and go with Purdue.
1: Clean sweep. boiler up.
0: (laughs) All right. The game we're really going to be tuned into, number three, Ohio State at Indiana. Boys, take it away from here.
1: On CBS, fellas, 3.30, we're taking the SEC time slot. Uh, this line's moved a little bit. I got them at 29.5, uh, but today it's uh, 30. The Buckeyes are favored by 30. Over-under is 59.
0: Obviously, I'm taking the Buckeyes. Don't know that they cover. Uh, interested to see the quarterback situation. Still a little upset that it's not Devin Brown, but I think what Ryan Day said... Um, we're going to see a significant amount of both of them. I feel like, so can't wait to watch this Saturday and it could be an absolute clown show or I could be, I could be happy. So at least, at least Buckeyes are back. I'm ready for it.
2: I think the Buckeyes are going to win big. I think both quarterbacks play well and cause even more chaos. Thanks Brady. Yep. Just for you, Brett. (laughs) Kyle McCord runs for about 80 yards. (laughs) I hope he
3: does. I hope he does. Um,
2: no, I'm kidding on that part. Round,
3: <laughs> maybe. Uh, no question. Ohio State, all it needs to be said, two quarterbacks, doesn't matter. Buckeyes by 30 40.
1: 52 10. Buckeyes win in Bloomington. Um, Marv, Marv's going to have two touchdowns, two tuds for Marv. Get him out of there. We'll save him for Notre Dame. So, Peyton, uh,
0: real quick, Sonny Styles pick six.
1: Um, uh, not this week. Not this week. Okay. Big time players show up in big time games.
0: All right. All right. Leave that.
1: Leave that out there.
0: <laughs> okay. Moving right along. UTSA at Houston.
1: <laughs> Got to find this line. Another oh doozy. A doozy. Yeah. Who let you in charge of these picks? what <laughs> did I would to go with the lines, man? Dude, I can't even find this game on ESPN. They're not. <laughs> They're not showing this thing. It's right here. Found it. Found it. UTSA Seven, favored by two against a Big Twelve team. Remember? Heck yeah! Heck yeah! Remember that over under is six. <laughs> so it looks like Houston's gonna fit right in that Big Twelve.
0: <laughs> Seven. No defense. One. Ah. Uh, give me the Cougars at home, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love UTSA, so I'm going with the Roadrunners. I think they have an outside chance at a New Year's Six Bowl
3: this year. <laughs> I'm going to go with Houston here. Not much uh, not much else to say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't tell you much about it either. I know UTSA had a good <laughs> season last year, but give me Houston. Tough <laughs> to open up on the road. Ooh.
2: So I was the only guy that took UTSA?
3: Yep. Yeah.
2: Oh, I love it. UTSA's good. You guys don't know what you're
3: missing. Jeff is jeff, jeff trailer still the head coach down there
2: i i don't even know they had a good year last year I know so probably not
3: Corey the
0: fact that you know that gives you an extra bonus point
2: no he you. is he is
0: okay okay there we go outstanding that's why we brought you along
2: that's why that's why I picked him I knew that
3: okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> let's keep this thing moving. Number 21, North Carolina at South Carolina.
1: The Dukes-Mayo Classic. That, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, UNC is favored by two and a half over under 64 and a half. Expect fireworks, boys.
0: I'm taking North Carolina. Tar Heels.
2: Going to be phenomenal. Two great quarterbacks. I loved what I saw from Spencer Rattler late in the year last year. And I think that he's going to have a monster season and maybe even boost himself into the first round of the 2024 NFL draft. So I will take South Carolina.
3: Ooh. Going with the Tar Heels. Drake may is the better quarterback in this matchup and we all know it.
1: Brady. I thought I was going to be the only one to pick the Gamecocks. Cox. I, I yep. love, I loved what I see. I love Shane Bieber and, uh, I'm taking South Carolina. South Carolina is going to upset a team in the SEC this year, and they're going to be in contention to make the SEC uh, championship game. So give me the Gamecocks. All right. Um, isn't UNC out? They don't have their best receiver, correct? Yeah, I think I did hear that. I don't think their best receiver's playing.
0: That's all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you guys might gain some ground on me this week. That's the goal. <laughs> Sunday night, guys. I can't wait for this one. Number five, LSU. Number eight, Florida State.
1: I'm just ticked that uh, you, didn't <laughs> pick, you didn't pick the northwestern Rutgers game for the Sunday pick-em.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I was trying to do 10 and 10. 10 high school, 10 college.
1: Oh, well, All right. Uh, but anyways, um, LSU is favored by two and a half. Over, under is 56. A neutral site too, neutral site.
0: Yeah, neutral site. Um, tell you what, I've been I've been back and forth on this one too. I'm riding the Seminole train, I guess. So give me Florida State in this one.
2: Oh, I love it. I'm going LSU. I, I don't think they're going to lose the Florida State two years in a row. So give me the Tigers.
3: All right. Uh, you know, I've been tossing this one up as well. I, I'm going to go with the Seminoles as well, Brett. But I, I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think the spread of ten and a half is going to be true. I think it'll be one of those, that usual Sunday, you know, college week one college football game where it's just a crazy game for some odd reason because one team can't decide to be better. I agree.
1: Dang it, Brady. Oh, I'm going to have you quit picking them before me. <laughs> I want to look smart because I was going to pick LSU too. I think this is a no-brainer.
2: All right. This is the week, Peyton. We're gaining ground this week. We are.
0: <laughs> okay. Then Monday night, you got number nine, Clemson at Duke.
1: Clemson's favored by 13, over-unders 55 and a half.
0: Nah, I hate to say it. I'm taking Clemson.
2: Well, if Brett's gonna take
1: Clemson, then
2: uh I'm gonna also take Clemson. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, hey, I'm gonna go with Clemson. Not much uh not much going for the, the Blue Devils during football season.
1: Nope, not at all. I'm I'm really interested to see what Garrett Riley brings to Clemson though, and the, the his offensive scheme and how they do it. So uh Clemson and I have them covering as well.
0: All right that does it for college football you guys got anything to add
2: i don't think so okay
1: i said the buckeyes are covered so brady what are you saying
2: yeah yes cover
1: cover brett uh sure corey uh
3: they'll cover but for the love of god ryan day run the damn ball that's all we want we want to run the ball ease up just ease it up for these two quarterbacks who have played a total of 67 snaps, you know, over their career. And it's only McCord with the playing time.
1: Hey, Corey, we like to keep this family, uh, family friendly.
3: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the most part. Okay. One word, one word. We're good. We're good. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Let's get into high school football guys. Um, one and one, Pandora Gilboa traveling to Lipstick, who is two and zero. Um, Peyton, you go ahead and start.
1: Ah, uh, I'm gonna take Gilboa. No reason, no rhyme or reason. Go ahead. Yeah, guys. I'll go. With, uh, I'm gonna go with Lipstick here. Okay,
2: I'm going Lipstick. At home, Gilboa, I'm told, is a little beat up after last week, so I'm taking Lipsick.
0: All right. I, too, am going to take Lipsick. Moving right along, here's a game that we've been talking about. Peyton mentioned it um, before we started here or as we started the episode. Columbus Grove who's one one traveling to PH. Take on the Patriots who are 2-0.
1: These seniors at Patrick Henry has never have never beat uh, Columbus Grove. They get the job done in their senior season. PH moves to three and 251 for Coach I.
3: Yeah, I agree with everything Peyton just said. Put two for Patrick Henry here.
2: I'm all I'm all in on PH till they till they play Liberty Center. I'm I'm all in on PH.
1: I'm all in when they play Liberty Center. Oh, it's a bold statement. Very bold statement there. <laughs>
0: Boys, you can't pick against Andy Schaefer. But if there's another rule I have is you can't pick against Coach I. And so I think they get it done. So I think it's a clean sweep here. I'll take a pH. All right, let's get into the GMC teams. And we'll start with a really great matchup battle of two and Bluffton Pirates traveling to Ayersville to take on the Pilots.
1: Guys, I'm going to take Ayersville, but I'm not confident in it. Bluffton, like Brady said earlier in the podcast, they're on the rise in the NWC. And Ayersville, that game against Delphus Jefferson last week, it was a one point game late in the second half. The difference in that game is two punt returns for touchdowns for the Ayersville Pilots. They got to get, they turned the ball over in the red zone last week. They got to sure that up, but give me the pilots, but not very confident in it right now.
3: Yeah, I think this is primarily who's the home team here. If it was in Bluffton, I'm going Bluffton no matter what. As soon as you hear that cannon go off on the pirate ship behind you, you know you could be in for a long night. But it's in Ayersville. I'm going to give the toss-up to the GMC school and go to the Ayersville.
2: This game's really interesting, and I was talking to – my friend Sean Gerber yesterday and he brought to my attention that there's three big Northwest Conference GMC matchups this week, which are huge for level two computer points. This is the first of those. I'm going Bluffton. I wanted a more decisive victory from Ayersville last week against Jefferson. Uh I'm gonna go with Bluffton. I think they're the hotter team coming off that win last week against PG. Okay. I'm taking Ayresville all right, I love
0: it. I got Aresville
2: in this one.
0: Uh, moving right along. 2-0, and Antwerp Archers traveling to Hilltop. Take on the cadets who are also 2-0. and
1: I'm going to keep it short, Archers.
2: Yeah, Antwerp all the way here. Antwerp again, running clock.
0: Clean sweep, Antwerp. Uh, battle one-on-ones. Edgerton Bulldogs travel to Montpelier.
1: Give me the Bulldogs. Don't know much about Montpelier, but uh, know about uh, Coach Flagel and his squad. Edgerton moves to 2-1. and one.
3: Yeah, Edgerton as well. Uh, agree with you, Peyton. Coach is going to have his squad ready to go there.
2: I'm going Edgerton. There may be a team in the GMC that's being slept on a little bit. I know they lost a lot from last year, um, especially with Everett's, but you know, they only lost by two in week one to Eden, an Eden team that played Antwerp really close. They were basically tied with a minute to go in the first half. So Edgerton may be getting slept on a little bit. I'll take them to win again.
0: Clean sweep again. I'm taking the Bulldogs, Coach Flagel. one one Brian Golden Bears travel to the reservation to take on the Fairview Apaches, who are 0-2. Played Delta really tough last week, guys.
1: Play delta tough this game's not going to be close uh coach redhead one of the best dudes in the business um and he's got electric quarterback his name is slipping me uh but he's one of the better players in the NWAL this year and uh so give me the bears big maybe running clock even
3: yeah i'm gonna go with brian's why i think it's jace kepler maybe jace kepler, is that that's the name? exactly what it is yep jace kepler. okay yep so i'm going with brian uh brian i'm sorry I'm going with brian here nothing much else to say Brian for me as well.
0: Another clean sweep. Brian Golden Bears. Uh, one and one Eden traveling to Hicksville, who's also one and one. Shout out Coach Davis for getting his first win last week.
1: Yep. Uh, Eden played uh, Antwerp really tough, actually, last week. It, like Brady said, it was tied ball game. Uh, give me the Bombers. And give me the Bombers by three scores. Oh, boy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm
3: going to go with the fighting old lines here. <laughs> the blue bombers.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like Coach O in this one as well.
0: Agree. Um, not much to say there. Hicksville, compete, play hard, but uh, I, I think Eden's too much in this one, guys. Um, and then here we go. We've got the Archibald Blue Streaks are 2-0, O Brady. Traveling to Tenora to take on the Rams who are one of one.
1: Man, this gauntlet of a non-conference schedule for Tenora continues, and unfortunately they move uh to one and two. Archbold is just too good. Holding Saint Henry to a goose egg is pretty impressive. So I have Archbold holding Tenora to a goose egg.
3: Yeah, Archbold all the way here. Archbold, I'm all in.
2: But Maybe a little closer than what people are expecting. Maybe they overlook Tenora a little bit. Looking forward to their big game next week with Liberty Center, but I do think Archibald wins uh, pretty easily.
0: I'll agree with you. I think Archibald wins. Um, I do. I will say this: I think the Tenora kids are going to come out and play inspired for their coach. Um, I think the Rams can hang around. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I think Tenora, or excuse me, Archibald, is just a little too much. Um, I like the blue streaks in a pretty close game, uh, one or two scores, somewhere in that range. So blue streaks, another clean sweep. And then this week we're doing two games of the week, guys. Um, Friday night we're going to have the one and one Crestview Knights traveling to have one take on the one and one Wayne Trace Raiders. Um, this is one of those games you talked about, Brady, Northwest Conference versus GMC. Um, I'm not going to have you guys pick it. So, Corey, go ahead and give me your pick. I'll give my pick, and then I'll let these two talk about it since they're both on the call
3: for Live. Yeah, understanding the rivalry here with Wayne Trace and Crestview, I've definitely seen it from the baseball side of things, but interested to see it from the football side of things. I'm going to go with Wayne Trace being the home team. Uh, I love what Colt Holden's doing, and I think this is the week they finally start to cement who they are as a team.
0: I've been catching a lot of flack lately, saying I'm a homer. And you know what? I don't care. I'm a homer. Give me the (laughs) Raiders, baby.
2: You know, just talking about this game a little bit, um, I think this is a huge game for both teams because I think Wayne Trace in the Green Meadows and Crestview in the NWC are both viewed as teams that probably aren't conference favorites, but are maybe in that next tier below. And both teams at one and one, I think this could be a huge game. Win or lose could be decisive into how things go this season for either team. And so I'm really looking forward to it. Both teams match up similarly up front. I know Crestview is very senior heavy, but so is Wayne Trace. And so it's going to be an interesting matchup. Jarrett Harding is expected to be the quarterback this week for Crestview. And just knowing the type of athlete he is um, from the basketball court, um, I I know that he's shifty. And so Wayne Trace's linebackers will be posed again with a challenge. And they're going to have to stop the run also with the sophomore running back, Braxton Leith. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I see it as a one-score game, uh, but either team could win.
1: Yeah, I see this coming in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, and you know maybe whoever has the ball last it may win the ball game. Um, I think, like Brady alluded to, both teams are senior heavy, and this is where those seniors have to step up for each program. They both both programs took a gut punch in week two. Now, how do you respond? And you know, here in week three, uh, is was it a tough week of practice. You know, you have to still bring energy as those senior leaders. So, very interested to see. You know. What leadership? Coach Holden, this is his third year. He's done it. Coach Harding, he did it at Van Wert with Coach Recker. He he hadn't faced a losing locker room as a head coach. So how did he do that last Friday night is going to be – I'm curious to see. And uh, I think whoever has the more rushing yards in this game is going to win, completely honest with you.
0: Coach Holden, the boys, let's go. Get it done. Raiders, baby. When's the, hey, guys, all seriousness, do you know this? The, I'm talking to the two that are calling the game, Brady or Peyton here. When's the last time Wayne Trace has beaten Crestview?
1: 13. Yeah.
0: Been quite some time. Get off the schneid here, boys. Let's go.
1: All seriousness, guys, I don't know the Wayne Trace-Crestview rivalry other than basketball because they're classics every time they play. But like, What's it like for football? Or is it really –
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you saying it's not a rivalry?
1: No, I'm saying what is it? I I don't know.
0: What is I, what? The, I've the
1: never r- experienced the rivalry. Is it uh, truly a rivalry? It's Football. truly.
0: Yeah, I believe so. But I, okay, I, I will say this: it's it like it has been quite some time, and so if you're on the winning side of it, maybe you think it's not.
1: No, I'm not trying to say that. I'm no, no,
0: kidding. no. That's no, but that's what I'm telling you. So maybe they don't play it up as big as what Wayne Trace does. But I feel like being a former Wayne Trace player and a coach from the Wayne Trace side, it is much a rivalry. It is. It, it gets it. It gets heated during the game, but um, it's it's got the friendliness to it as well. I think when it's all said and done, maybe
2: you know. I can't speak to it as a player, obviously, but I do know when I was in middle school and early high school, when it was like the Colby Speece Corbin Showalter teams against like the Preston Zaleski teams for yeah. Crestview, those guys, I mean, both teams were very good and those guys did not like each other. So that was a really, really big rivalry. Now Crestview, let's be honest, they've been pretty dominant in the rivalry since that time. So, I can't speak to it now, but I know at least back then it, it was a big deal.
0: Did that answer your question, Peyton?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it just adds a little more so now that Coach Holden, former Crestview guy,
0: is leading the exactly. Wayne Trace Raiders. Yeah, I agree. And I, so I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the Crestview Knights think about it, but I, I think, I think it's still pretty big, honestly. Yeah.
2: I, I would say so as well.
0: So there we have them. Okay. Anything else to add on this game, fellas?
2: I don't have anything. Just looking forward to it.
0: Yep. Same. Corey, are you going to be
3: there? Uh, I think that's the plan for now. We'll see if it goes into motion.
0: All right. Let's go into Saturday night. A little Saturday night action for high school football. The Paulding Panthers traveling to Delphi's take on the Jefferson Wildcats.
1: Corey, go first.
3: Uh, you know, I was going to go with the alma mater here, but I saw Jefferson put up a really good fight um, with Ayersville last week, and I think Paulding played a pretty sound game from what it sounds, just some minor things that they're continuing to fix under head coach Jim Menzi. Uh, I think I believe in what they're doing there. I They're playing better defense over at Paulding, and that's going to be a huge thing. But for now, I think Jefferson's play last week, if they can bring that into this week, it's definitely going to be uh, to their advantage, and I'm going to take Jefferson.
2: Yeah, I I also like what I saw from Jefferson last week against Ayersville, and I think at home, um, I'm going with Coach Ulm and his staff, so I I will also take Jefferson.
1: Brett, go ahead. All right.
0: I picked Paulding week one. That paid off. I picked Spencerville last week, and that paid off. Um, I think Pauling can clean up those mistakes. The Panthers can win this game. However, um, I think Jefferson hanging around with Ayersville last week just says a little bit more to me. Um, and maybe they're not. They're a little better than what I thought, I guess. Um, so if you would ask me week one or even preseason, this is a game I had Paulding winning. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Jefferson. Rooting for the Panthers, obviously, as I mentioned last week, even though I caught flack for it. Um, but I think yeah. Jefferson just does enough to get a win here Saturday night in Delphis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I catch up on you guys. One game. Give me the Panthers. All right. Um, I'll talk about this game a little bit. I think, you know, Jefferson, they have a great running attack, uh, seen their running back a little bit on tape, very shifty. Their offensive line's not as big as what I, th- I think they match up pretty well against Paulding. Actually, Spencerville looks a little bit bigger than Paulding on the upfront. Um, had their ways with Paulding a little bit up front. Um, I don't think they will have their ways with Paulding. Um, the past two times when we went to Jefferson, fellas, Corey, you were part of one of them. 57-12 yes. on the Jeff Cats. And that was on
3: a Saturday night, PB.
1: That was on a Saturday night. The Buckeyes played Penn State. What game was, yeah. I, more, what game was I more worried about? Um <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
3: At the time, you probably were Ohio State, Penn State, because at the time, Jefferson was still with that last year's senior class. That was their freshman class where they were playing. Basically, every kid out there was a freshman.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I played one way then, and trust me, we had the Buckeye game on on the sidelines. Um, Information
3: my, was being fed.
1: And and then uh, my senior year, we went there week one in the COVID year, beat them in overtime. I think uh, Stadium Park treats Paulding well the past two times, make it three times. But um, football coaches and players are so used to routine. Coach Minzie has to do a good job of, like, keeping this week as normal as possible. Friday night, make sure – I mean, wake up Saturday, have the guys up at the field going through a walk, just doing something to that nature. Because, again, this whole week is pushed back a day. And then it makes next week speed up a day faster just because you don't have a Saturday morning film. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, But uh, I got the Panthers.
0: Let me, can I ask you guys about that? Because I never got to play on Saturday night when Dude. it came to football. Uh, does that, I mean, I know I'm a creature of habit, so that probably would have threw a wrench into my plans or everything I did, but like how difficult is that to wait an extra
1: day? It's so different. I mean, cause you all know, your Monday, is your typical film day, film and special teams day. But then you have Tuesday, full pads hitting Wednesday, still full pads Thursday. I think we did a shells. Um, Yeah. I think it was a shell day. I think it was a shell just thudding up, not taking anybody to the ground. And then Friday was a walkthrough, which it's so different because, and that
3: felt so awkward knowing because you're so used to when you wake up on friday you know okay you're putting the jersey on whatever you know you're gonna go to school and you know when you leave school you got about 30 minutes 30 minutes to 45 minutes to go get food get back to the locker room and get yourself ready to go well no you're going directly down there and you're gonna go through a walkthrough on a friday night when everybody else is playing
1: and then you had to like pick a game to go to on yeah it
3: was very awkward very very awkward to go watch a game it felt like you were such an outsider of a community that you weren't playing on a Friday night.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of terrible. If you ask me, I played on two Saturday nights, uh, week seven, my senior year also was a Saturday night against Van Buren, uh, the playoff game. So Saturdays are just weird, man.
3: Cause you have to wait all day.
1: You, you know? wait all there's, freaking there's,
3: day. There's nothing to fill your schedule. Even if you do go as a team, you know, and maybe, as a team, you go to the field and you have, like, maybe something where you're there for an hour, maybe hour and a half. What are you doing with the rest of your day? What time is that? Are you doing it early morning or early afternoon? You're still having that blotch of time to where, I've got so much time, I don't want to exert myself, but I also just don't want to sit around and be a bum.
0: Very interesting. That's terrible. I think it, now, now that you mentioned it, um, this is totally different, but back when I played, obviously Paulding and Wayne Trace was the week one matchup. And they usually, they always played the JV game on Saturday night. So I can remember like my freshman year getting ready for a JV game on Saturday. And that was weird to kind of wait around all day for it because you typically play, you know, Saturday morning or Monday night, uh, JV wise. So I, I know that was weird for me, but. It was also like my first JV game. So it, it wasn't weird at the same time, if that makes sense. But varsity, I think it'd be a whole different, whole different story.
1: Yeah. It's weird. And as coaches, you, know, you have to worry about, I mean, not so much on a Thursday night. You don't have to worry about guys. You know, what are they doing on a Thursday night? Because they typically have school the next day. So as a coach, now you have to worry about well, the guys getting to bed on time. You know, what are they doing? Are they out at Taco Bell at a movie date with a girl? You just have – there's just so much more uh, to worry about. Gotcha. That's what I think. That, that's what I would be thinking as a coach.
3: I think it's worse for the coach than it is the player. The player, you're so naive and young that, okay, I'm just going to do whatever. The coach, it's got to be nerve-wracking for them to sit there and wait that extra day they have another day to game plan, but it's just in the back of your mind. What are my kids doing? Are they do, you know, obviously they're going to be doing the right things because they're taught well, but is everybody doing something to keep themselves occupied and ready to go?
0: That's interesting.
3: So other words, we hate it.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Peyton, you'll be there Saturday night, correct? Yep. I had, Planned on being there, but I have a fantasy football draft Saturday night. So, I will not make it. Uh, but you'll be there to uh, to uh, crown a player of the game for this week.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's a, a guy in the maroon and white.
0: I hope so. I hope so. Uh, last week, um, we went with... Uh, Nate
1: Coulter. Nate Coulter.
0: Nate Coulter. All right. We got our game of the week last week. So, this week, we're giving out two. We'll give out one to uh, one player... Friday night, Wayne Trace Crestview, and then we'll give out one Saturday, Paulding-Delphus Jefferson. Can't wait for both of these games, guys. Um, I'll definitely be tuned into the the Paulding Jefferson game uh, somehow, some way, as I'm doing my fantasy draft Saturday night.
2: I want you guys to pick one game this weekend, high school or college. Which game, if you got to pick one, are you most excited for?
3: Ooh,
1: can I go first?
2: Yep, sure.
1: LSU, Florida State, quarterback play. We talked about it in the UNC-South Carolina game. This one takes a step up.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: One game that I'm looking forward to. Okay, I agree with Peyton. Gosh dang it, I didn't want to agree with him, but I will. LSU, Florida State.
3: Corey? Um, I guess I can – I guess I would say – Get away! I'll get away from the college thing, but if I am looking forward to that, you know, um, Wayne Trace Crestview, I, it's my first experience football-wise with this r- rivalry, you know, I've seen some basketball games over the years and obviously baseball, but I want to see, you know, how big of a rivalry it really is now that, you know, there's been this Crestview dominance over these the past decade, I want to see the Raiders go out and take claim back of the rivalry, but I want to see it. I want to see it come to fruition of how great of a rivalry game it can be. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. If I, I initially would have said North Carolina, South Carolina, just because of the quarterback play in that game, but I'm not going to be able to watch Saturday night. I'm going to be at a concert, so <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know.
1: What concert?
2: Um, uh, some. Eli Young band, I think, at Van Wert at the fair.
1: No, not bad. Not bad. He's got he's got a pretty good
3: – he's got some good sets there.
2: I would say, for me, if I had to pick one college or high school, it would be Wayne Trace Crestview. Um, I don't want to put too much stock into a week three high school game, but I'm going to be brutally honest. It feels like a really big game for both those two teams, um, kind of in impacting the rest of their season.
1: Two and one's a lot different than one and two. Yeah, and the momentum
2: coming off of a rivalry win.
1: Because whoever loses, that's two in a row, two losses in a row. Yeah. Uh, Yep.
2: (sighs) Okay.
0: All right, you made me pick. Can I pick another one? Yep.
1: (laughs) Wait, Grace, press you.
0: Nope. I'm interested in the Grove PH game, honestly.
2: That's a good one. Yeah,
0: I can't. I can't wait to, to hear about that one and keep up with that one. So that, I guess that's my honorable mention,
1: guys. I think Coach Iowa needs a couple more wins to pass Rex Lindgren, uh former LC legend, to be the area's all-time winningest coach. I think at the start of the year he needed six.
0: Wow, that's crazy. That's big. That's big time. All right. Anything nope. else?
2: So, want... Brett, you're not, you're not most excited for the Kyle McCord start.
0: Well, <laughs> no. I mean, listen, I stand by what I said a few days ago. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm breaking down for you. I think Devin Brown is the guy. I think he's going to be the guy. But if it's not him and if it's Kyle McCord, so be it. I just want to see a guy like I told you guys earlier today in the group text, that's going to extend drive and extend plays. And last year I felt like a lot of drives, as good as CJ was with his arm, I feel like there were times he could have just went and got four or five yards in front of him and kept the chains moving. I'm and sorry, I
2: have, Brett.
0: I just feel like I haven't seen that in a while, and I'm ready to get that back. I'm sorry, Brett. I,
2: I shouldn't do this
3: to you at 1030 at night. No, you're good. Didn't get y'all riled up again. You're good.
0: <laughs> Corey, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I'm not in favor of either of the guys, honestly. I'm, uh, I've am i been stuck on Lincoln Keenholz ever since we recruited him last December. So, I know it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. The West but... Dakota Heisman. Yeah, just I'm ready to see it. I know it's going to be a few years away. Hopefully, he doesn't transfer in this new era. Of I don't play. I'm going to leave. But, uh, we're at number 12, so maybe 12-gauge uh, episode two.
1: You and you and Brett watch the same show at noon every day? Jeez, I'm Pete's.
0: There's only, I, one, uh, there's only one show at noon every day. That's what I'm saying.
3: The Pat McAfee show.
1: Menace Army.
3: Menace no, Army, no. baby. Get out. <laughs> no way. Pat McAfee show every day at noon to three. That's what Stop. I'm talking about. Stop it. I've been a Pat McAfee show guy since they first started, so. Stop it. Listen,
0: hold on. I'm going to go off on another rant here. (laughs) Do you guys – well, it's not really a rant. Honestly, I do like McAfee, like the comedy of it. But, like, is there three hours a day with just professional football? I feel like I just can't handle it. It's just too much for me.
1: Brady, do you watch him?
2: No, I'm not a McAfee guy. Did do you guys know about my history with Pat McAfee? Mm-mm. I got in a Twitter fight one time with Pat McAfee.
1: You're kidding?
2: You no. probably lost. Um. Uh, yes his his fan base kind
3: of. Yeah, they're pretty. Off, I would yeah, say they're pretty.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, don't leave I, us hanging. Let's go. Let's elaborate on this. What happened?
2: So, so it was a tweet. This would—I'm trying to think when this was. It would have been like 2015, and somebody had tweeted, and or th- there was an article going around about Ohio State's team potentially being better than and whoever was the worst team in the NFL at the time. And McAfee basically said, "No way," and was kind of dissing on Ohio State, and so. What had happened recently was I don't, know, I don't know if you guys will remember this but before that there probably the year before that there was a game it was one of Brady's first games back from Deflategate they played the Colts on Sunday night football in Indy and I was there and the Colts ran a fake punt that was one of the worst plays yeah. of all time got booed <laughs> yeah.
0: awful I
2: remember well, all I did was I replied to his tweet dissing on Ohio State and I said something and then I said by the way sweet sweet fake punt on on Sunday Night Football, bro, <laughs> and then um, he quoted it and said it was, it was actually kind of funny. He said, "Don't bro me till you know me," and also eat <laughs> expletive. So, and then the whole Colts fan base was coming at me. He told you to eat feces on Twitter. He did
0: he did
2: it's documented i'll I'll have to i'll have to try to dig that up and show it to you guys
1: that's awesome
2: but it's true yeah so i've never really been a big mcafee guy and also i do think he's knowledgeable about football but i don't know he he's like too he's almost he's like too cartoonish or saturday night live skittish for me on game day and i get what they're trying to do but i i I don't know It's, it's just a little too much for me sometimes which is he's impossible. Doing, yeah, he's doing.
3: Really like he's doing exactly what they want. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's true. not. I mean, yes, he's a wealth of maybe not a wealth of knowledge, but he's been around enough football and enough great athletes, especially that West Virginia team. I mean, if you look back on it, it was really good. It was kind of before their time. If they were in today's time, I think they'd be pretty recognizable with all their athletes Remember they pushed who out the coach there. Was. Well, I mean, I'm I'm speaking more so on the athlete. I'm not talking about Rich Rod here. You know, so um, they had uh, Pat you're White, talking, Steve You're Slayton, talking guys like Steve Slayton and the boys. And Steve Slayton, Pat White, you know, I all those you. guys. But, yeah, I think he's just been around a lot of good athlete, good football minds, and, you know, he's uh, definitely soaked it all up. But he's there for the ratings, and he exactly does that. I mean, I think they excelled in their ratings for the first time in – a few years
1: yeah so Um, brady i do have a question okay yeah what's up what do you listen to then you it's documented Uh, you you and i are both not menace army fans
2: so i will admittedly say i don't listen to a lot of ohio state podcasts i kind of hop around i don't really listen i don't i don't listen to anything ohio state religiously he listens to across the field baby I listen to across the field. That's right. But I read, I read a lot of just your typical Ohio state stuff, 11 warriors land grant, you know, all that. Right. Um, and then Twitter, I, I'm in a couple of Ohio state Twitter groups and I, I just read kind of what people's general thoughts are almost like message board, but you know, just within that, you'll get a lot of links to articles and stuff and videos. And so I, I mostly, I do most everything to through Twitter as far as Ohio State goes, I'm not super loyal to anything.
0: Peyton, with Brady's profession, it's probably hard to listen to podcasts.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you last year being in Columbus, yeah. walking a class. I mean, you had so much time to listen to podcasts Sure. at work. I got so much time to listen to podcasts. So, yeah, I do like, like they, g- good Twitter follows. There's Buckeye. They got good Twitter. I read a lot on there. That's hilarious, though, Pat McAfee tweeted at Brady Stabler.
2: Yeah, it, it happened. I'll, I'll try to That's find that for you guys. It Isn't was ball it ball. was really something. I was on my way to Fort Wayne with uh, Evan Boffman. We were going to a golf show at the Coliseum, and my phone just, like, started erupting with notifications. <laughs> and, it, and it was the entire Indianapolis Colts fan base, including him, because he's a Colts
3: fan. He started giving it to me from the driver's seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh that's always something I hate seeing as a Colts fan. Hate seeing the uh Griff Whalen direct snap to Clayton Anderson there.
2: Oh, you're a Colts fan? Uh, uh, yes. Sorry to yeah. hear that.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're gonna go two and fifteen this year. We're gonna take Marv and everything's gonna get back on track. Bull.
2: You better hope you're a game better than the Arizona Cardinals because then you're not gonna have anything to do with Richardson if you're bad enough to get Caleb Williams.
3: Yeah, just stick with Richardson. No need to turn into the Cardinals again (laughs) and go Rose into Murray. Let's just (laughs) grab Marv, bring him home, you know, where he knows the area, just where dad brought him up, you know.
0: Oh, that would be
3: kind bring him. Hey, throw
0: in the Arizona Cardinals real quick. That would be, I mean, Josh Dobbs, he's going to lead the way. Yeah, if that's not Sir. a parent tank job. No, heck no it's not. He's good.
3: <laughs> good not All to right.
1: lose. Last thing before we go boys, Saturday uh big noon crew or game day. And then this this will be it. Big noon.
2: Oh, yeah, I think we did, I think I brought this up previously. I'm I'm still a game day guy. I just can't get away from it.
3: Corey? Oh man. Well, I think with – hard because I'm such a McAfee homer. I don't want to be like go game day just because of that. Because I will flip back and forth, but for if I'm gonna sit down and watch it all, I'll go. I'll go Big Noon.
1: Being the urban homer, I'm. I am. I'm surprised I'm not a Big Noon guy. But uh, college game day was the OG. Like you were always waiting to see where they're going. If like they were coming to Ohio State game, it'd be really cool that they're Ohio State game. So I'm a game day guy. And then Pat, Pat McAfee joining them makes me even more of a homer to them
3: i just wish big noon and i know they have their their tv contracts you know with conferences i wish they would pick better games sometimes someday sometimes they go to these dud games and great i want to see in columbus six games a year but pick some better games along the way as well
1: yeah ohio state indiana last year is not big noon no
3: I'll be honest with you,
0: Peyton, out here in the cave, I get uh, both TVs on and then I just kind of watch and see whichever one I feel like I'm going to be more interested in and see what they're talking about. And I turn the volume up
1: on that one. Makes sense. So,
0: everybody's welcome. Every Saturday, 9 a.m., I'm out here. I'm posted up. (laughs) And I stay up till uh, Pac-12 after dark.
1: Big 10 after dark.
0: Uh, yeah, now Big 10 after dark. Yeah, Pac-12 going bye-bye. So. Pack 4 after dark. All right, fellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, shout outs. Got any?
2: I don't have any tonight.
0: Okay. Not a one. I got one. Shout out Paulding Panthers, just so I so- show a little bit of balance here on across the field. <laughs> Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, catch you all later. See you guys. See See ya. Yeah, listen to another episode of Across the Field. Peace out, players.